0: The state of distribution for indie filmmakers is just absolutely insane in the current state. And I've been meaning to talk about this for a while now, which is why I was very much encouraged when uh, filmmaker Noam Kroll posted about this on Twitter and essentially echoed my thoughts um, you know, in a much more like articulate way because I just hadn't sat down to like put pen to paper, so to speak. And so I'm going to use his tweet as a jumping off board and, you know, add in my own commentary about the state of indie filmmaking and more specifically indie film distribution because it is in chaos. So, uh, Gnome writes, nothing is more discouraging to indie filmmakers than the current state of distribution. If 100,000 people watch your 90-minute movie on Amazon um, streaming video on demand, you'll be lucky... If you clear $3,000. If you rent or sell your film through um, transactional video on demand far fewer people will discover it and it will be even harder to recoup costs. Larger films with celebrity talent attached can still benefit from more traditional distribution paths but even then there are no guarantees. One solution is to look for ways to increase your average order value. With streaming video on demand or transactional video on demand, your average transaction could be anywhere from $0.20 to $7. Either way, it's very low. But if you think outside the box, you can create more valuable and unique offers and increase your average order value to $50 plus. A few ways uh, to do this. Hosting in-person slash exclusive events. Setting up premium virtual screenings. Selling physical media direct to your audience. Partnering with brands, nonprofits, or schools. Creating ancillary products to sell with your movie. And of course, these are just a few examples. If 2,000 people engage with a premium $50 offer over the course of a year, that could generate 100K in revenue. And if you manage to get 2,000 people on board, getting 5K to 10K is not unreasonable either. On the other hand, even if you fall short by tenfold, you are still ahead of where you would be with streaming video on demand. For these reasons, I think DIY filmmakers should consider doing self-distribution window first to take advantage of some of these unconventional tactics. Then, after a year, or whatever length of window you choose, you can put your film on streaming video on demand, ensuring that your film reaches the largest audience possible. This is by no means an easy path, but neither is the alternative. That's absolutely wonderful, you know? I mean, he he pretty much states exactly what I wanna say, right? And I agree with it, Um, you know, I've done two feature films at this point and gone the traditional route with them. And, you know, based on my first film, I didn't necessarily like, you know, I knew the pitfalls of just distribution in general. But also, um, I chose to do distribution with the second movie for the reason that, you know, yes, it sounds still glossy that you got distribution in that way. Um, You know, someone liked the movie enough to pick it up and stuff like that. Um, And also, all of this work, um, you know, admittedly, perhaps, you know, to my detriment, I I wasn't ready to take on, right? I'm, I'm in the phase right now where... My creative juices are flowing, and so I wanted to keep that momentum and essentially work backwards at it, like just amass these great things, you know, books, movies, and so forth that I've been working on, and then knowing that like the distribution window that I have with both movies once, you know, essentially it's backwards, right? He's talking about the one-year period where you're essentially doing it on your own, and then, you know, you go the more traditional route. Um, and you could self-distribute, you know, even in, um, street, you you know, you could put it up on Amazon and stuff like that yourself, um, iTunes and yada, yada, yada. So, but for me, um, I just wanted to, you know, do it the, the reverse way because sometimes like, you know, with, with distributors, um, they won't take something if it's already been released, right? Which makes sense. Um, And certainly the way he's talking about it is a much more private thing. So it's not, you know, you could um, get away with it. No different than like, you know, um, so many times something streams or uh, at festivals, right? Um, Something will play and it'll be like the the world premiere, even though it's had like six world premieres. It's all just a marketing ploy. Um, So you can can kind of wiggle around it. Um, But still for me, (coughs) excuse me, I felt very much the, the, the better path for me was, well, let's just see how um, a different distribution company goes about it. Um, you know, I had talks with them about, um, you know, kind of their approach and things like that. And, you know, ultimately it was something that, as I said, I want to spend my time in other facets. And now with this third movie um, that I'm working on, you know, I am looking at it a little bit differently and building the community aspect as part of it hence why i want to have it be an nft project as well you know how because i want to bring that community together and to me that's you know why i get excited about nfts is for that reason is it essentially allows people um to have collectibles but but feel a part of the project right you know and It's no different than like owning baseball cards or whatever it may be, you know, uh, as the interest increases, you know, now you have something like tangibly valuable, um, you know, for yourself, Like, and you get to, through the NFT, you know, so-called system, you get to verify that you were there from the beginning, or what, you know, early days, whatever it may be. So that to me is another interesting component to it, but I do love, you know, the exclusive events, virtual screenings and things like that you know here in la luckily you know i have many friends and, and um that went to see the movie but many that still have yet to see it so you know why not rent out a theater and and you know i have the dcp so you know let's play it right and if, if there, there's all these kinds of ways and um but as I said, for me, it was just I was trying to do the reverse of it, you know, where I have this beautiful body of work, and then once I have it, it's like now I can go spend the time marketing it and and things of that nature because I'll have, you know, hopefully by then a lot more resources to to be able to do it, and I'll, um, as I said, I'll 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 have the product and stuff like that and whatnot. So just a different approach on my end, but I you know I do believe that. I mean, I know that ultimately, as indie filmmakers, we really have to market our own stuff, right? I mean, there's just unfortunately no way of getting around it. Um, you know, even with the best intentions and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I, I even see it with, like, you know, big movies, right? If they're not, like, I, th- I think marketing in many ways kind of can take a, a lazy approach to it because. And what for marketing to really resonate, it requires work and stuff like that. And, you know, most people, through no fault of their own, they're just trying to make it through their day. And so it's like, okay, you know, if it's a horror movie, okay, great. Well, we'll put it through the horror movie, you know, marketing filter, blah, 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 and we'll get it out there, right? Um, And so we have to, (coughs) excuse me, kind of counter that and get creative with the ways that we market, you know? and you know i look at <coughs> excuse me i look at um you know my second movie bogota trip right if i was going out and marketing it and it it's not a traditional movie right it's not going to be for the marvel fans necessarily although you know some of them could but i don't know what, um anyway so knowing how to market people who are let's say in their 30s who um are perhaps in a quarter life crisis, trying to you know figure out their life, um, things like that. Like that's the audience, and I know there's a big audience for that, but you have to get to it in a very creative way and, and resonate with that. So, you know, that's the name of the game, and uh, you know, more and more you have to account for that in your creative process if you want to find that success. For me, luckily. As I said, you know, my trajectory is a little bit different in the sense that I'm able to self fund my own stuff at the moment and find ways to to do it. And for me, the success is in completing it, um, and so forth. And drawing, you know, attention to myself that way through my peer groups and getting support in that way, right? So to me, it's more of, you know, that not necessarily a quantity aspect because you know, obviously, like all my movies take and projects take a very long time, and I put in the effort and so forth, but um, still, I you know, for me, it's that um, quantity aspect at the moment that I'm going for. Um, but yeah, so, you know, a lot to think about. Um, curious to hear your opinions all, on all of this. And also, would be curious, you know, lo- like, comment down below or hit me up on social media with, with ideas you know, that are outside of the box, you know, to promote your movie, to screen your movie. Um, I think that would be beneficial for everyone, right? Um, Which is, that's why I'm sharing this. Um, That's why, you know, I've wanted to do this for a long time and I, you know, appreciate uh, Noam Kroll for, you know, essentially not giving me a kick in the butt, but essentially giving me a very easy entry point to be able to do it because, you know, um, as I, you know, read his. To open up the discussion, his tweet. So, um, very much appreciate that. So, thank you so much. I hope this does help, and hope to see you next time.